What's good, everybody? Welcome to another Gold Diggers podcast. I'm Rob Stats Guerrera. She's Michelle Majuk. And as you can tell, Michelle, I'm not in a good mood today because I have to pay off our stupid bet that we made before the year and eat a cup of mayonnaise. I was going to say, why do you sound so depressed? <laughs> you opened like up the show. You don't Hi, know. guys. It's not that bad. It's Just sh- sh- disgusting. You at least have like a drink to like wash it down. Nope. I have nothing else. You didn't bring like else. water or anything? No, your, sir. Your orange juice that you love so much? <laughs> I have it. I had to measure it out. I almost gagged as I was measuring it out because I wanted exactly one cup, no more. And I have it in my bowl. It's directly in front of me here as I hold it up to the camera. Is it is it light mayo or is it full it fat is mayo? Full fat regular hellman's mayonnaise you know you bring out the hellman's bring out the best is what they say so we're going to get to that uh we've got some 49ers news actually to talk about because the quarterback rumors are still continuing now tom brady apparently is becoming a thing i talked with trey lance yesterday i asked him about that so we can talk about that i talked with george kittle kyle posey talked with debo samuel and Deion sanders they are all up for you on the niners nation youtube page you can go check those out or you can download the podcast although i should say debo wasn't on camera so that's only in podcast form but you can definitely go and check those out and we have a ton of super bowl props because the super bowl is sunday i have been digging into them there are some really fun ones that i want to talk to you about we have a lot to cover on today's show we do. There are some awesome bets. There's so many. Like you could just scroll and scroll and scroll on DraftKings or probably anywhere that you use for betting sites. And like the the bets that you're able to do during the Super Bowl is pretty wild. You could lose a lot of money if you want to. Yeah, it is like they just decide like, what if you could bet on everything? And they're like, oh, we can come <laughs> up with odds for that. Sure. Like you can literally bet if a ball is going to hit the upright on a field goal. I've never yeah. seen that except for the Super Bowl. Are you one to like bet on the national anthem, like the length? No, I usually don't. Um, no, I don't either. Because you can tell too, like uh, sometimes people will tweet out rehearsal videos of the anthem so you can get the timing down. And sometimes the odds will change right before. It's like it's too, too many people with access to that information. So I stay away from that. I agree. That's just too stressful. I don't want to worry about that before the game even starts and like be counting the national anthem seconds. It's too much for me. You know what I sometimes do, depending on who the halftime act is, I'll ask my wife if it's an artist that she's familiar with. I'll be like, what do you think the first song is going to be? And I swear, like three out of the last four years, she's nailed it. Damn. Yeah, there was a bet out of who will uh, sing the most songs or who will have the most songs because no one knows who's like the main person in halftime. Uh I thought it would be Eminem, but apparently Kate told me how stupid I was for thinking that. And then it's going to be like Dr. <laughs> Dre or Snoop Dogg. I thought Eminem was bigger than those two, but apparently he's not. How is what? he not bigger than Snoop Dogg? I have no idea. Snoop but apparently- and Dre are way bigger than Eminem. There's no Eminem what? without Dre. Okay, that's fine. But Snoop Dogg? Like oh, Eminem's yeah. not bigger than Snoop Dogg. What does Snoop Dogg sing? Because I need to know. What, what, what are his songs? Snoop is rap royalty. Look, I mean, I got, I've never been whiter than I am right now in this moment. Do one of his songs right now. Sing one of his songs. Rap one of his songs. You, no, I'm not rapping Snoop Dogg. But you could do Eminem at once. You couldn't even think of one. That's the just, thing. You could think of a million Eminem songs. 
Snoop is on the Mount Rushmore of rappers. Eminem oh, is how? not. You can't even think of a song. All his songs are super old. You wouldn't know them. You don't even know them. I don't profess to be a Snoop expert, but I'm certainly not going <laughs> to. Do you not know a ton of Eminem songs that you could rap word for word? Because I do. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that one person is more famous than the other. Oh, Lord. I just oh. feel like in their prime, Eminem was bigger than Snoop Dogg. Mm, I don't know about that. I feel like I need to I need to talk to somebody more knowledgeable about that. If you have an opinion, let us know. Leave it in a, in a review. You can always leave us a five-star rating and a review. We appreciate all of them that have been coming in. So what's the deal with this mayonnaise? Let's get it out of the way. Do I need to eat it all in one shot? Can I eat it all throughout the show? You I think you can eat it throughout the show, but I, I think you should take a big spoonful right now oh, to start God. it off. Let's just Look get it this. started off instead of it lingering there and getting warm. Nobody what? wants a warm mayonnaise. So here's the problem. Just so people know, Michelle's in the central time zone. I'm in the eastern time zone. So she sent me a message last night saying, hey, can we do the pot at 1030? So I was like, OK, cool. So I'm ready to go at 1030 Eastern. I take out the mayonnaise. And then Michelle says, oh, I meant 1030 Central. And I didn't put the mayonnaise back in the fridge. Oh. <laughs> so it has been sitting out here. It has definitely lost its chill. So, yeah, I, it's it's tepid mayonnaise right now is what I'm about to eat. <laughs> oh, my Even God. Even better. This is amazing. Oh, oh that's Do a I big really... spoonful. Well, OK, so here's my strategy. Like, what if I just did like three really big spoonfuls and then I could just like gut my way through it as opposed to like a teaspoon and having to like do it again and again and again. Yeah. Just do it any way you need to plug your nose. Don't mm. breathe. Don't throw up. You might throw up on camera. Yeah. You look like you might throw up. We're going to post this video, right? Cause you actually yeah. look like you're going to throw up. Oh God. I hate this. I'm never making another bet with you. All right, here we go. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Oh, Oh my God. You are going to throw oh. up. <laughs> it's so bad. Oh my God. Oh, it's so gross. Was it worse than you thought or better? Way worse. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I actually thought like, you were going to throw that up. I have to do that like three more times. Oh my you God. You did go off camera for the bite. So I don't know if it actually went down your, uh, down oh, your throat. It's trust me. It's for now it's there. Uh, all right, let's get into some of this Brady stuff. I need to recover. I was going to uh, say, I was going to tell you when you said, should I just do three spoonfuls? I was like, there's no way you're putting another spoonful in your mouth after the first one. Oh, my God. It's going to. Mm. All right. Uh, let's. I can't <laughs> even look at it. Brady. Uh, Scott Zolak was on his show in Boston. He said Tom Brady has been trying to get to San Francisco for two years, uh, which is true, by the way. I know that for a fact that Brady's number one destination two years ago was the 49ers. That has since come out. The 49ers watched the film. They said they didn't want him. We all know how that turned out. But now this whole thing has started again because Brady left the door wide open for a comeback on his podcast with Jim Gray saying six months from now, he may decide he wants to play football. Where do you come down in this whole Tom Brady thing? Because I, I feel like, I don't know, maybe it's not logical, but like, I just, can we just have Trey Lance? Like, I just want to see Trey Lance. Why, why do we have to keep putting this off? Yeah, no, it's not logical. This is stupid. Even if he were to come and play and win a Super Bowl, cool, you got that. I feel like people think like the Super Bowl is going to like last in your memory forever. The very next season, you want to win another one, right? So if you're wasting Trey Lance and he doesn't play for two years and then he sucks and you have to like deal with bad quarterback play, 
all because you went with Tom Brady and you won that one Super Bowl. Like I was plenty alive and plenty old enough to remember the Steelers Super Bowl win when they beat the Cardinals back in 2008 season. Like, but it's been a long time, right? And just because you get that one Super Bowl win, it's not everything. And you can't, this is the thing with Trey Lance, 17 starts in the FCS, not even real college football. I'm sorry. Like everyone he was playing against now works in an office. Like there's <laughs> pretty much no one he was playing against that was NFL talent. You got to get him some reps. You can't just keep letting him sit here. And if you just spent one first rounder on him, then fine if that's a waste. But you, you spent everything on this dude. Like, let's see what you got in him. And if they're going to keep looking for other quarterback solutions, then maybe they're saying, you know, we're not seeing it in practice. I don't know. They're not the ones saying anything about Tom Brady. But still, if they even consider it, what are you saying to Trey Lance? I totally agree. I think it's a huge indictment of Trey Lance if they were to go get Tom Brady. Like, because... You like you said, you invested all this stuff in him and you're doing everything you can to keep him away from the field. That doesn't seem right to me. Like I said earlier, I talked with Trey yesterday and he he flat out said he wants to play. I asked him about Tom Brady. I said, do you you want to start next year? He said, yes, absolutely. Week one, ready to go. Like he's trying to be the nice guy. You know, he he played the good soldier this year with waiting behind Garoppolo. And he's he's only ever said good things about Jimmy. He did more in that interview. But I just got the vibe from him, got the impression that, like, enough. He's ready it's to go. It's been two next years year. since right. he played because he didn't even play in 2020. He, it was the not, or like, it wasn't his opt out, but his, you know, the whole FCS didn't play they during played the, the COVID one game. season. Yeah, they played the one game. So it's been two years now, and he started three total games. You have to get this man some reps in real football. Like you can't just keep letting him sit on the bench. And I know people will point to, you know, Patrick Mahomes sat for a year. He also had real college experience for two and a half seasons as a starter and an actual like power five college football where he was playing against actual NFL talent uh, opponents. Like it actually gave him that experience. It's not the same thing. And you don't sit Patrick Mahomes for two years either. They moved on from Alex Smith. One year with Alex Smith, move on. And that's kind of what we got right now with the 49ers. One year with Jimmy Garoppolo because you had a solid team. Let him learn behind him. And it's time to move on to Trey Lance. At least see what you got instead of put like also wasting a rookie contract is huge nowadays. Like this is when you have your best chance when you can build a great team around him because you have the cap space. You don't want to use all the Jimmy Garoppolo money you're saving on a quarterback. That's the whole point. Spare me the Aaron Rodgers comparisons, okay? Aaron Rodgers was sitting behind a Hall of Famer in Brett Favre. The Packers didn't even think they'd have the opportunity to draft Aaron Rodgers, but he fell to 24. And so they were like, well, damn, we got to take him now. That is a totally different situation than the 49ers making the biggest trade in franchise history to move up to get Trey Lance. That is the complete different operation. And they would have started Aaron Rodgers sooner, but they didn't want to give their greatest or second greatest quarterback in franchise history the boot right away. So it's it's not the same situation at all. It is not a, compar- a comparable situation. Let Trey play. How much does this guy have to sit and learn? Like eventually – you got to get in the driver's seat. You can only take driver's ed for so long. You got to get behind the wheel if you're going to get your license. Yeah, and then, and like we already said, what is it going to say to Trey Lance if they're not starting him? Then he's going to be like, "Well, this team doesn't even want me," right? Like sooner or later, you're like, maybe it's 
maybe he won't let it get to his head. Different players are different, but there are some players out there that let this stuff get to their head and it can ruin their career. So hopefully that doesn't happen. We, again, we don't even know, first of all, if Brady's coming back. Second of all, the Buccaneers are probably going to put him on the reserve retired list, which means that the Niners would have to trade for him. Yeah. It's not like Tom Brady is just a free agent. That is not the case at all. So there's a lot of things that had to happen. It'd be a Jimmy Garoppolo, Tom Brady trade, but still yeah. no. Just yeah, do see, it. I don't think so because I don't think Bruce Arians wants Jimmy Garoppolo. Bruce Arians wants to run a vertical passing offense. That is not what Jimmy Garoppolo does. Well, people are like, that's not Kyle Trask. And for some reason, they drafted him. He has the weakest arm I've ever watched of a prospect that <laughs> was planned to go early. I was shocked like that Bruce Arians took Kyle Trask because watching his tape at Florida, weak, like weak arm. So, I mean, they drafted him and he can't go deep. That's for sure. I don't, well, I don't know. I, don't, I think personally that once Brady, if he's done with the Bucks. I think they're going to just disappear, honestly. Like, I don't see them continuing to be a contender in the Bring NFC. Bring back Jameis. Bring oh, back Jameis. Sure, that'd be great. I'm a 49ers fan. I would love an NFC team to keep employing Jameis Winston. That'd be absolutely fantastic. He All can right. beat anyone. He just can also lose to anyone. Right, much like the 49ers <laughs> this past season, unfortunately. Uh, so, again, if you want to see those interviews, they are up on the Niners Nation YouTube page. They are up on the Niners Nation podcast page. Download them anywhere you get your podcasts. Hopefully you have enjoyed them. Thousands of people have done so already. We are very grateful for that. Uh, by the way, Michelle, I just noticed this since you said the, you were just talking. I do not normally hear an accent with you, but for some reason, when you say the word talent, I'm like, whoa, where is Michelle coming from? Is that, that's got to be like a Pittsburgh accent, I guess. Talent? Talent. I I'm not. I'm not from Pittsburgh. I only lived there a couple of years. Maybe. I mean, I'm from Central New York. I don't know if there's an accent there, but I don't know. Talent. Just I that don't know one word it for, it sticks <laughs> in my head. Um. Anyway. I don't okay. Know. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll start to get in some of the Super Bowl props because there are a ton. There are some fun ones, and one that I thought was a lock, and now the more that I think about it, I'm thinking I'm going to avoid it. Back here on the Gold Diggers podcast. All right, Michelle, Super Bowl prop time. There are a ton. The Rams are favored by four in the game, according to our friends at DraftKings. The over-under is 48 and a half. You've got the field. I mean, the floor is yours. There are only about a billion prop bets for this game. What is the one you are most confident in? Yeah, sadly, I didn't go with like a lot of fun ones. We could talk through a couple, but there were so many I was scrolling through that I was like, oh, maybe, maybe, but I felt like <laughs> too nervous to actually take it. So I'm going to go with a player prop here that I feel really confident on. It's T. Higgins over 69 and a half receiving yards. Listen, this whole last two weeks, turn on any network show, including mine, NFL Network, all they talk about is Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase. And then when they get into the X factors, like who could be that secret weapon, they go to Tyler Boyd right? And no one is talking about my man, T. Higgins. But this dude is, you know, he's led the team in receiving yards per game, uh, yards per reception, receptions per game since their week 10 bye. Higgins dealt with a lot of injuries to start the season. He had that shoulder injury, it was slowing him down. He missed games, he missed reps. But then after their bye, it was like the Higgins show. He's actually averaging more receptions per game. He's averaging 87 yards per game since their bye. Chase is only averaging 82. Uh, yards per reception, it's gone all the way up to 16.4 compared to Chase's 15.8. He's had 96-plus receiving yards in six of his last nine games. He's hit this over in eight of his last 12 games. Now, the thing with Higgins that can scare you is he can completely disappear in a game, right? 
during this time span, he had a 23 yard game and a 10 yard game. Ooh, that's scary. But the rest of the time he's is falling out. And the reason why I don't think he'll disappear in this game, because he's excellent when uh, the defensive back is playing off coverage. He had the fourth most receiving yards this season in those situations. He was only behind Cooper Cup, Devo Samuel, and Devontae Adams. Now, the Rams, with Ramsey and both Darius Williams, Ramsey gave up the second most receiving yards this season when playing off coverage, and Darius Williams allowed the fourth most receiving yards when playing off coverage this season. So I think this is a perfect situation for Higgins. I think he could lead the Bengals in receiving yards I wouldn't be brave enough to call him the Super Bowl MVP, but I think he's going to be one of the best players in this game, smashing that over 69 and a half. There is no way that a receiver wins Super Bowl MVP because if any receiver does anything, the quarterback gets those yards too, and they're going to give it to the quarterback. Joe Burrow getting comeback player of the year last night over Nick Bosa is a travesty. And the fact that Bosa did not get a single vote for comeback player of the year is absurd. And those voters should be ashamed of themselves. I was so pissed off when I saw that last night. Like, that's ridiculous. Uh, who was it? Derwin James, I think, got a vote for comeback player of the year. Over What are we talking about? Bosa and Burrow had the same injury because the, the same guy did the operation on both guys. And it was a serious knee injury. But Phil Rivers played a whole game on a torn ACL, okay? When you're not a scrambling quarterback, you can get by. There's no way in hell that Nick Bosa could have done anything on a, a torn ACL. He's way more dependent on his knees and his legs to help him have success. And he had 15 and a half sacks last year. He was tied for the league lead in tackles for loss. He had 32 quarterback hits. It was, it's ridiculous that Joe Burrow got it over Nick Bosa. I'm fine with Joe Burrow winning it. The crazy thing is Dak Prescott getting votes over Nick Bosa or even being considered like you broke an ankle. Like get over it. <laughs> like, <it's> an, <laughs> I, like you would be fine for you to come into the season and not be what you were before would have been like, why? Like there's nothing you overcame. You, there's nothing you overcame whatsoever. You had an injury last year that heals and you're completely fine. Like, I mean, it was a pretty gruesome looking injury, though. That's fine. It was a broken ankle. <laughs> like, it's not. I broke my ankles. I broke my legs. And you're gonna be okay the next year. You're what gonna happened be okay. to you? If and I know I broke my legs actually three times in my life. What um, at the same like you both both legs at the same time? No, oh, I broke okay. one leg when I was one. I broke another leg when I was two, and I broke another or I broke uh, the leg again when I was in ninth grade. So Jeez. obviously, I don't remember the first two, but. What are you doing? I, I don't know. Uh, playing sports the last time. And then I broke ankles playing sports. But the first two times I fell down a stair, one stair. And then the other time I tripped over my mom's leg when she was changing my diaper. All right. Yeah, I don't, I don't want, know. I don't need my any legs, more detail than that. <laughs> my legs apparently aren't that great. But I haven't broken anything in a while. Knock on wood. But anyways, Dak Prescott even being considered, it was just stupid to me. I'm fine with Joe Burrow winning, but yeah, Nick Bosa should have definitely, I mean, it should have been a very close race between Burrow and Bosa. So you're Higgins back. I wanted a counterpoint though here. Okay. The one way a wide receiver wins, you're, I totally agree with you. If the Bengals win, it's going to Joe Burrow, right? Probably, most likely. I don't see it being a wide receiver. But on the opposite side, I do think it could be Cooper Cup because- the way he wins is if he has a monster game and Matthew Stafford throws his picks. Like if he throws a pick six and another interception, it's going to be harder to give him the MVP if Cooper Cup goes off for 150 yards and a touchdown. Like then I think he can win. Stafford's over under for interceptions in this game is 0.5. I love that. Take the over. Oh, always take, take the over. 
He just chucks it up there. He just throws it out there. He would have had, should have had another interception in the NFC Championship game. Jaquaski Tart. I don't know how he dropped it. I still don't know how he dropped it. But Stafford will give you opportunities to take the ball away. So I, I love the Stafford prop over 0.5 interceptions in the game. It's only minus 165. So Vegas agrees that he's going to throw one. But like you said, no one ever uh, went broke taking a profit. So I like that one. The one receiving prop that I like, Michelle, is T. Higgins' longest reception. Right now, it's 24 and a half yards. Since week 10, T. Higgins has 14 catches of 20 or more yards. I like these plays, these bets, where you only needed one good thing to happen one time, right? Like, if the Higgins' reception total, he's got to have a good game. But the longest reception, he could do nothing in the game. He could have one of those games you're talking about where he kind of disappears. As long as his one catch is for 25 yards, I'm good. I have seen the Rams give up chunk yardage through the air. They're going to give up. I would I would bet a significant amount of money they're going to give up at least one 25-yard catch to someone in this game for Cincinnati. I think that person is going to be T. Higgins. So I like the longest reception over 24 and a half yards. Yeah, it's a high one, but last game he had 44-yard catch. Uh, week 17, he had a 39-yard catch. Week 16, 52-yard catch. So, yeah, he's definitely been used deeper um, as of late, so I really like that. Are you taking your next bite of mayo? I have to finish this before the end of the show, and like I keep staring at it and getting – and like now the smell is getting to me. So say, it must smell over there. It's mayo hideous. It's so bad. Okay, so T. Higgins there. We both like a little action on him. Give me your next one while I shove this down my gullet. All right, I'll do one more just player prop before we get into like a, a, a little bit weirder one. Oh, watching you eat that makes me want to throw up for you. Ew, you have it on your mouth and everything. <laughs> See, I feel like you just spit it in that napkin. Mm-mm. I feel like last time you put it in the bowl. All right, all right. Mm. You got to just swallow it. <laughs> I think you're going to throw up. Don't keep throw talking. up because I'll throw up. I can't keep talking. Look at okay. you. You're a disaster. Oh, so <laughs> gross, Michelle. I hate you. I'm only going to make you take one more big spoonful and then you can be done. You oh, do no, I got to finish it. Okay. I mean, if you want to. Oh, okay, Ooh, go goodness. ahead. I'm so sorry. Okay, we'll the easy that. one we just got to hit on real quick. Cooper Cup, over 105.5 receiving yards. It's, it's pretty simple. He's hit it in 11 of his last 15 games. And in three of those four games, he didn't hit it. 95 yards, 96 yards, 95 yards. So he he's always over it. And if he's not, he's right there. Like you can't bet against that. Um, and the Bengals allowed Darren Waller 76 yards, Zay Jones 61 yards, Renfro 58. Like all those players are not Cooper Cup. And then they allowed AJ Brown for the Titans 142 yards and a touchdown. They loved they allowed Kelsey and Hill. Uh, 95 and 78 and Hardman 52. Like, so they're allowing a lot of uh, yards to the air, 300 yards in the slot. This, this postseason. only the bucks allowed more to compare. The Rams have only allowed 142 yards out of the slot. I, I think Cooper cup's going to do his thing. I honestly, I'm not with you here with the MVP. Like I would put down money on Cooper cup plus 600 for MVP. Those really? are my Oh, man, I, maybe I'm just biased, but I feel I like... Because I do think Stafford will throw a big interception. And if that's a pick six and he makes it a closer game to that pick six and Cooper Cup comes up with a huge play, it's going to be really hard to say Stafford was the most valuable valuable player in that game. Don't worry. They'll find a way. It's absurd yeah. what they do with these frigging quarterbacks. Um, but I agree on Cooper Cup completely. He's just... 
nobody stops this guy. In the NFC Championship game, Cooper Cup had six or seven catches on third down for over 100 yards, just on third down. Like when you would think that the defense would devote absolutely all of their resources to making sure he doesn't stop them. And the 49ers could not stop them. The 49ers have a better defense than the Bengals. Uh, so I, I love Cup over 105 and a half. The Rams don't even have to have a particularly good game for him to hit that over. When the Niners played them the first time this season, it was a 31 to 10, I think the final score was. And Cup still had like 128 yards or something like that. So like, even if things go poorly for the Rams, he can still hit this number. Those are the bets I feel most comfortable with. So you like the Higgins over 69 and a half. You like Cup over 105 and a half. You're with me on the over Stafford interception number as well. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm always doing that Stafford. Oh, cause they always have it at 0.5. You, right. He's going to almost always, he throws an interception in a game. It's, it's the like same. the Jimmy Garoppolo one and a half touchdowns. You bet the under one and a half pass touchdowns. Yep. And more than likely more times you're going to win than you will lose. That's going to be interesting when Trey Lance is the starter next year. Like we're not going to like, I know with that Jimmy bet, on the touchdowns over the long haul, you're going to make money on that bet. Like we've seen enough of Jimmy Garoppolo to know the kind of player he is. We don't know any of that with Trey Lance. So like, I'm going to be scared to take all those bets next year. I know that's a long way down the road, but it just popped into my head when you mentioned that about Jimmy G. Yeah. His rushing will probably, but be what you focus in on either like a long rush or his rushing yards. Cause I feel like in the beginning, they won't give him credit for his rushing ability. Mm-hmm. as much so you'll be able to get it low there a for a point. while yeah. that is a good point okay let me get to the weird bet that i first i was like oh this is a really cool bet and then i was like mm, i'm not going to touch it the jersey number of the first touchdown score in the game for either team over or under 23 and a half and first i was like oh man that's really fascinating because you got to decide like is it going to be a running back is it going to be a receiver but now that they changed the the rules for Jersey numbers. I don't think it's nearly as interesting as it once was. Cause I think the under is pretty obvious here. It's minus minus one forty. That's the number that you're getting from DraftKings. I think I would go with the under just based on the numbers. It all comes down to which team scores, right? If it's the Rams first, then it's likely to be the under, but you could have a Joe Mixon touchdown. He's number 28. That very likely could be it. If they get down to the one yard line, the Bengals, and they run it in. Uh, that's the only thing that would worry me. Or T. Higgins, number 85. Uh, he could score. You know, it, I feel like if it's the Bengals, it'll be higher. If it's the Rams, it'll be lower. And that's not something I'm going to touch. I don't know who wins the coin toss, you know? Well, first of all, I always bet tails on the coin toss. But yeah, if it's, I mean, the Rams, Van Jefferson's 12, Odo Beckham Jr.'s three, Cooper Cup is 10. Yeah. Cam Akers is what? Oh, he's 23. 23, so he'd be the under too. So yeah, like if you're betting this under, that's a good point. You're basically saying the Rams are going to score first. Yeah. How confident are you? I mean, I'm not. I don't. There's a ton of those bets you can make, but I feel like it's all dependent on the coin toss. So I don't like any of those. So it was when I saw that bet, I was like, oh, that's a really cool thing. I think it's a little more interesting before they changed all the jersey numbers. So now uh, I'm going to stay away. From I it. think you're pretty much good to win there at the under as long as Joe Mixon doesn't score. But it just seems, you know, they just have to get down near the goal line and they're going to hand it off to Mixon and then that will ruin your bet. Do you have a third prop that you like? I do. So they have most touchdowns and they do like teammate pairings. So they have Cam Akers plus Van Jefferson or Tyler Boyd plus Joe Mixon. 
And you can get Mixon and Boyd for plus 200. I really like taking that side over taking Cam Akers and Van Jefferson. Van hasn't scored in any of the last seven games. Akers has zero touchdowns since coming back. And he only had five last year, including the two that he scored in the playoffs. So it's not even like we've ever seen him be a big touchdown scorer. Boyd has scored in four of his last six games. Mixon had 16 scrimmage touchdowns this season. Like the odds are just so much in their favor and you can get them for plus 200. I, I definitely feel comfortable betting there that they as a group will have more touchdowns than Akers and Jefferson. Akers and Jefferson versus Boyd and Mixon. That's yeah, I would agree with you because I could easily see a scenario where the Rams put up a ton of points and neither Akers or Jefferson's gets a single touchdown. So I think I would agree with you. Uh, if, if one touchdown can win me that bet and the guy that could get it for me is a running back for one of the teams, I feel confident in taking that one. I like that one because that's a little that's like a sneaky Super Bowl bet. That's a little bit different. Um, so good job by you on that. And then one. they also have acres versus Joe Mixon just straight up Mixon You can get for plus 240. I'm mm. taking the Mixon side as well. The reason why you have higher odds here is because if they tie, you don't get your money back. It's not a push. You can actually bet on a tie. Uh, so you can bet that Akers and Mixon will have the same amount of touchdowns because, you know, they're likely to have one, right? Right. Most players don't score two. So if they both have one, you lose. But I still, like I already mentioned, Mixon with 16 Akers isn't much of a touchdown score in his career so far. I, I would be happy to bet on Mixon getting one and Akers getting zero. Just to go back to our Super Bowl MVP discussion for a second, because I forgot to mention this and I should have. You can bet on which position will win the Super Bowl MVP. And I think if it's not going to be a quarterback, I actually think the position that's most likely to win the MVP is defensive line. Because I could see a scenario where Stafford does not have, you know, Stafford has like a B minus game, maybe with a couple of interceptions. And the Rams defense just slaughter Cincinnati and Aaron Donald and Von Miller and all those people eat. Von Miller's already won a Super Bowl MVP. Aaron Donald could, I could see him just destroying that defensive line. If he gets a couple of sacks, maybe some strips or a fumble recovery touchdown, something like that. I think there will be a huge push to give Aaron Donald the MVP because like people don't necessarily feel like he's gotten the recognition that he's deserved at times. So if Stafford has a bad game, I could see a defensive lineman for the Rams winning MVP and it's plus a thousand. With those odds, I feel like, you know what? Maybe it's worth throwing down 15 or 20 bucks just because you never know. Hear me out, Evan McPherson. What is kicker odds? If this is a low Are you seriously game, suggesting a if kicker? He is a low, listen, he's made 12 out of 12 in the playoffs. He's made 12 field goals over 50 yards this season, most ever in a season. He's been killing it. So if this is a low-scoring game and Evan McPherson gets them all their points like he has been doing, who else are you going to give it to if no one scores a touchdown? I guess it could go to the defense then, one of the defensive players, if they did a great job. But if Evan McPherson hits another game-winning, like let's say a 55-yarder game-winning uh, field goal and the score is 19-16, to 16, you never know. That's bold. Uh, so if you want to be that crazy – it's plus 6,000 for a kicker, yeah, punter, it is. <laughs> kicker, punter, or long snapper. So you get a bunch of people in that bet. Um, we've seen kickers hit the game-winning field goal in the Super Bowl and not get Super Bowl MVP, though. So that's yes, the... 100%. That's... But 
Evan McPherson like is a big reason why they're in the Super Bowl. So the storyline has already been around him about how amazing of a season he's had, like truly special. So I don't think it would be as crazy to give it to him if, you know, it has to pretty much come down to no one else really does anything else in the game, right? right. Like the quarterback has to be pretty crappy, uh, low scoring game for sure. And no, like Aaron Donald has to not go off. It's not likely, like it's a plus 600 Plus 6,000 bet. Yeah. So, but I, I don't hate it just because of how special Evan McPherson has been this postseason and the whole season. There is a bet involving a kicker that I think could be possible for me to place a little money on. And that is, will the last play of the game be a score? Could be a touchdown, could be a field goal. Hell, it could be a safety, I guess, in theory. But Yes is plus 1,200. No is minus 2,500. So Vegas does not think the last play of the game is going to be a score. But if it does come down to a field goal, like that's the scenario you're hoping for if you want to hit that bet. Because a walk-off touchdown in the Super Bowl is extremely unlikely. It almost never happens. The last play of the game, I could see it coming down to a field goal either way, honestly. I don't hate this bet. I know it's, you know, you're, you really have to aim for a very specific game script in this one. But again, at plus 1,200 to throw on, you know, pizza money on it, I don't think it's crazy. The Bengals keep games close. It's what they do. And that's why Evan McPherson, he has five kicks with the game winning kicks with the time expiring like so this is the way the Bengals win quite often uh so i don't i don't hate that at all are you taking the Bengals in this game like are you happy with the plus four points would you take the money line or do you just think the rams win pretty easily i think my official prediction was well i've gone back and forth i'm gonna say cincy 27 24 because i can't put myself in a position to root for the Rams in any way. Like I never, ever, I'm not like, Oh, NFC pride guy or NFC. No, they beat my team. They're a division rival. Plus Cincinnati has never won a Super Bowl before. Joe, uh, Joe, Joe Burrow is awesome. Like he just seems like a really cool guy. There is nothing that I like about the Rams. I don't like their coach. I don't like their quarterback. I think McVay is going to turtle up in a big spot because that's what he always does. I predictable conservative Sean McVay. I think he's going to start. If the Bengals get a lead, I think he's going to start freaking out. Like, oh my God, I can't lose another Super Bowl. What am I going to do? I don't know what to do. Let me call a timeout, waste all my timeouts. I have no faith in Sean McVay in a big spot. So give me Cincinnati, give me the points, and I'll be wearing orange and black on Sunday. See, I don't really care who wins. I, for some reason, even as a Steelers fan, I won't mind to see the Bengals win. They're a very likable team right now with Joe Burrow. I would never, like I used to hate the Bengals and the Andy Dalton days, but that's when they were good for a while and they made the playoffs, never won anything. But, you know, I used to hate them. They used to just be dirty. They just had really annoying players that I just Oh, you mean they took cheap shots. I thought you meant they were unclean. (laughs) No, no. They just were like a dirty defense. Ugh, they were gross. But now they're very likable. Love Joe Burrow. The only person I wouldn't be happy for is Joe Mixon because he shouldn't even be playing in the NFL. Uh, So that's the only thing that sucks. But I also want to be upset to see the Rams win either. I like Matthew Stafford. He's a cool dude. Cooper Cup deserves it. No, forget that. I'm kind of just watching this game. Like I'll root for the Bengals because one of my best friends is a die-hard Bengals fan, and there you go. We, uh, we FaceTimed her after they they won uh, the championship game, and she's literally like crying, like she's in disbelief, which is just really awesome to see those fans. So I'll be rooting for them for that. 
Okay, so let me recap the bets. Cooper Cup over 105.5 receiving yards. T. Higgins over 69.5 receiving yards. And you like Tyler Boyd and Joe Mixon to have more points, score more touchdowns than Cam Akers and Van Jefferson. Correct. And we had that Joe Mixon under rushing last week that we talked about. Um, I don't know if the line has moved since then, but... 62 and a half is what yeah, it's I think it was now. about that before. I'm still taking the under rushing. If you want to bet on Joe Mixon, take the over and receiving. But mm-hmm. I feel good about the under and rushing. One last one I wanted to ask you about. You know me with these low yardage totals, Michelle. Joe Burrow, rushing total, 10 and a half yards. Maybe I just have that Chiefs game stuck in my head where he had those three scrambles and broke away. Um, but do you think it's possible Burrow goes over 10 and a half rushing yards? I mean, of course it's possible. You need that You need that one rush, basically. Um, he's done it in one, two, three, four of the last six games. So I don't hate it. Uh, but I don't know. It's It's one of those. I do think they're going to put a ton of pressure on him. Right. Oh, yeah, they're going sure. they're going to get up the middle, which actually I kind of feel really good about this bet because they're going to get a ton of pressure up the middle. He's going to have to go out, uh, make something with his legs or it, like a lot of the times it'll be out of the pocket passing. But I do think if he sees any space to run, he'll take it. So I, I like taking that over. There you go. See, I'm convincing you to come over to the dark side. Yeah, I like that bet. But like you said, always when it, they get you because it's a low number and you're like, you, mm-hmm. he can get that. Uh I've talked myself into it. I could also see a scenario where like first quarter, Joe Burrow runs for 15 yards. Right. And I'm like, awesome. But then he gets sacked like five times in the game and ends up (laughs) losing all the yardage like that. That's I think that's probably like they're trying to lure you in with the low number. And they're thinking between all the sacks and everything, it's going to be a wash. I don't know how this line is going to survive this game. Uh, I don't know how many extra players they're going to have to put in there to block (laughs) for Aaron Donald. It's, it's going to be interesting. I will say, like, people are obsessed with Aaron Donald. Like, they just think he should win every year. When I'm watching these playoff games, I, I don't even notice him. And I know it's because teams are trying to take him out of the game. That's fine. But you don't think opposing teams are trying to take TJ Watt out of the game? He is also doubled and tripled covered. Like, they're trying to take him out. And there's never a Steelers game that you watch where TJ Watt on defense isn't the shining star. You see him on every play going all out. He's always near the quarterback. I know they play different positions, but like, Aaron Donald also doesn't always line up in the interior either. It's like half the snaps. So he gets most of his pressures when he's lined up in the edge as well, just like TJ Watt. So people need to relax about the whole Aaron Donald. So defense attack when he does this. It's like he disappears in a lot of games as well. I have never, ever thought of you as a homer until that moment right there. The, the tearing down Aaron Donald to prop up TJ Watt, who just won defensive player of the year last night. Like, because he that got came robbed out- last year. <laughs> robbed. Robbed. That came out of nowhere, but I'm here for it. That's fine. Listen, I looked up next gen. I was looking up Jonathan Allen and stays a defensive tackle for Washington. And I wanted to see what he does when he's lined up interior uh, pre-snap compared to other players and he murders Aaron Donald in quarterback pressures when lined up inside and Aaron Donald, almost all of it's like more than the majority of his pressures comes when he's not lined up in the inside. And that's what everyone wants to say. Oh, he has it so much harder. It's like, no, he's doing it also when he's lined up on the outside. Relax, relax people.
Aaron Donald stinks. TJ Watts the best. No, he doesn't stink. But I'm so sick of everyone saying, like, he should just win it every year. Like, no, he shouldn't. (laughs) Other players are just as good or better. Relax. All right. The homer's coming TJ Watt, honestly, should have been considered for MVP. You take him off the Steelers, they don't win six games this year. It is insane that he tied Strahan's single-season sack record and missed two games. So, like, there is literally nothing you can say against him. He didn't have a quarterback. And there was two other games he didn't even play 25% of the snaps because he had a wow. he got hurt and went out. Yeah, he he was the Steelers' defense this year. And when he wasn't in, the Steelers' defense was straight poop. Like, Good, because you're going to need him when Jimmy Garoppolo is your quarterback next year. You're going to need every bit of it. <laughs> I just want you to know if that news ever comes out and that happens, I will be uh, drinking my sorrows away on the podcast. Emergency podcast. If if yeah. he goes to the steel, well, first of all, wherever he gets traded, that's an emergency podcast moment. But you better believe I'm texting you being like, you have to come on the pod right now. If it's the Steelers, I just, oh, man. Najee Harris my- was saying he wants them. He mentioned other guys too, and he said, "And even Jimmy Garoppolo." Yeah, so, you he did know, throw he, the even in there. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, there's other guys he wants more. All right, all right. So there you go. That's the Super Bowl bets. Uh, hopefully, we will continue to win you money. We have won you money all year. There have been many of you that have reached out in the comments. Some of your reviews on iTunes have mentioned that Michelle is making people money. So uh, feel good about that, Michelle. You are spreading the wealth a little bit, Woo-hoo. and. Uh, We are going to obviously have to change up the show a little bit going forward because there will be no more games to bet on. But luckily for you and for me, honestly, Michelle, you like to dive into the draft. And so you're going to be educating us much like you did last year on some of the prospects that you like going into the draft, which is good because I don't watch a single second of college football. I don't know. I've been completely honest with people. I don't know any of these players. I don't know who's good. I don't know who's not good. I talked to Trey Lance yesterday. He was singing the praises of Christian Watkins from NDSU, which I told him he needs to text John Lynch because clearly it's worked out for Burrow and Jamar Chase. Like you get that college connection there. But so you're going to have to educate me on basically who's good in this draft class. Yeah, I'll try my best. No, it's going to be a little bit difficult because I'm going to have to dig in way deep with the 49ers not having a draft pick till late in the second round. Hopefully that changes once they trade uh, Jimmy Garoppolo away. Hopefully they can get that late first, early second. As long as it's not from my Steelers um, and we can start talking about some higher up prospects, that would be cool. Um, But yeah, we'll dig in. We'll have some fun with it. So enjoy the Super Bowl, everybody. I'm going to take one last bite of the mayonnaise here. Yeah, I keep forgetting about this. You could have got away with it a hundred times. Oh, is it like, is it like liquidy now? No, oh, it's no, it's, still it's holding its okay. form pretty good. It's just, it's still mayonnaise. That's the problem. Okay, la- right, last bet. Take it up. Don't take your face off camera this time. Mm. <laughs> I couldn't do it. Oh my goodness, it's still in your mouth. You gotta just swallow it. You make it way oh. worse. Okay, I'm gonna okay. go throw up now. Okay. Great review, subscribe, follow, all that crap. Have a good week, everybody. Enjoy the Super Bowl. <laughs> Bye, y'all.